Welcome to Soul Sense. I'm Sulkina, a curious soul embarking on her spiritual journey. This is a space to meet your inner spirit and your infinite soul. My mission is to simplify spirituality and make healing and growth fun. Each week, I'll bring you a new episode to inspire, empower, and unlock your inner magic. Thank you for being here. Let's begin our journey together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Sense with Silkina. Thank you so much for being here. How is everyone? It's time for our weekly roundup to find out what I've been doing this week. No, I'm kidding. Not that many of you care. Do you guys care? If you guys care, can you like let me know on my Instagram? Anyway, the update for me this week is, well, good news. I'm still going strong with the no caffeine life. Um, and I've actually been having really great sleeps. Um, I've been waking up super refreshed and I've just generally been feeling really good. Um, I realized in the previous episode, I didn't really talk about my history with drinking coffee. Well, it's a very, it's really not that long of a story. I've been drinking coffee for about 11 years. So I started drinking when I was 19 years old. I'm 30 now. And actually, when I started drinking it, I didn't even really like it. But I think I kind of put myself in a trap, if that makes sense, because I started with those um, three-in-one coffees, like the sachet ones. And I mean, they're so bad for you, but you know how good it can taste, right? Like it tastes sweet and creamy and um, just very little coffee. Um, and then I guess I kind of worked my way up to become a coffee snob. I'm like, you know, can I get an Americano and like a flat white and a macchiato? Like, I don't even know. So in the past few years, it's been that type of coffee drinking. And I don't think I ever thought that I had any issues with sleeping. Like I just generally you know, knock on wood. Um, I've never really had sleeping issues, never really had insomnia. Even when I was like in my younger years, not that I'm that old, but like when I was 19 or like 18, yeah, I would sleep at 6 a.m. or, you know, 7 a.m., but not because I couldn't sleep. Well, actually, yeah, it's because I couldn't sleep, but like it, it was by choice, if that makes sense. So, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm laying in bed and I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm counting sheeps and I still can't sleep. So it's it was almost like I, I was watching way too many movies and I couldn't stop. So I never really had a sleeping issue, but I would definitely in the past year, I don't know what it is. Is it like, do you just become a grandma when you turn 30? Or is that just an excuse that I'm using for just not being a healthy person? But I would just wake up in the morning feeling quite tired. Like I would get six, I mean, seven to eight hours of sleep. And I would still wake up like really groggy and just like not rested. But in the past few weeks that I've been doing this, so I don't know if it's really the caffeine. I'm also trying like to reduce my sugar intake. So I think both of them together has been really helping me a lot. Like I feel really good. I, I wake up very rested and refreshed. And just the other day I woke up and I remember literally as I was waking up, I opened my eyes and I was like, like this was the first thing that came out of my mouth. I was like, I feel great. Like I don't even know what made me say that? But I was like, I feel good. I had a really good sleep because I've been sleeping earlier as well. And I woke up before my alarm that one particular day. And I've just been feeling very good lately. So that's good news. That's good news. So let's see how long I can keep up with this. Honestly, I feel like I want to do things that make me feel good in the long run more than like in the moment, what I've been really asking myself or telling myself whenever I'm about to give into a craving or just like in general with things. So it's not just food, right? It's just like in general life stuff. It's like before I make a decision or before I do anything, I always ask myself like, is this good for me now 
and later. So it's not just about right now, but is it also going to be beneficial for me later? And I think asking that question really puts me in a different mindset and like allows me to see things from a different perspective. So that's been helping me. And I think if you are somebody that, you know, cannot make decisions (laughs) quickly or like at all, um, sounds like me, but if you find it difficult to make decisions, I think asking that question really helps. At least it's been helping me. All right. Today's episode is so special to me. We have Jessica Reed on the pod. She She's really special to me because I had a soul reading with her last year in July 2020. And she was the first person who told me that I could become a professional intuitive or psychic or whatever you want to call it. I had always been interested in this mystical world ever since I was younger. I've always been obsessed with witches and wizards and magic. And even before I ever watched those types of movies, I was already pulled to that world. You know, it was just like natural. And I didn't understand why back then, but obviously now it all makes sense with past lives and soul contracts and journeys and whatnot. So when I had a reading with Jessica, she told me this is something I could consider or that I should consider. And that kind of opened the door for me, really, because after her reading, I enrolled in my first psychic course, which was amazing, Psychic Bootcamp by Brie Melanson. You've heard me talk about it before. And a few months after that, Jessica opened her course, Gifted Experts. I had already learned a lot in Psychic Bootcamp, and I thought I was done. And I could very well have been. I certainly felt like I didn't need to take any other courses, but I'm just a very curious person, and I love to see how different people work, how I resonate with them. So I remember thinking that uh, I wanted to venture out and find another course or find another mentor because at this point, I had already learned a lot and I was confident in reading for myself, but I was so nervous to practice with other people and put myself out there. In Psychic Bootcamp, they actually encourage you to start practicing with other people like in week four, but I just could never do it. I don't know why. I felt like I had to be 100% ready and 100% accurate before I even started to practice with other people. But now that I look back, it's like, how could I even get to that if I didn't begin practicing with other people. Because when you're reading for yourself, like you already know what's real and what's not. But when you're practicing with other people, it's a really good way to determine whether the information that's coming through is really just your mind playing tricks on you, or is it really coming from a place of divine guidance, you know, like from the spirit world. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted like another course or mentor, because I thought maybe I needed just more guidance to be more confident in putting myself out there. So two days after that, two days after I had that thought, Jessica sent me a voice note on my Instagram DMs. And I was like, yeah, she slid in my DMs. I was like, why is she messaging me? I wonder why she's out here, like out of the blue. And she's like, hey, Silkina. Um, I hope you're well since we did our reading. This was like about two months after. And she's like, I don't do this at all because I know it's so uncomfortable. I hate it. But I have a course that's opening up in a few months. And my spirit guides have been asking me to nudge you. And I was like, oh, what? And she's like, no pressure at all. But they've been mentioning your name so much that I'm just going to go with it. And I'm just going to nudge you and I'm going to let you know. And honestly, after that message, I didn't even think twice, didn't allow my brain to get into it. I was like, Jessica, sign me up. And at the time, I didn't know why her guides said that. 
like why they would kind of single me out and like nudge me, you know, but now looking back, if it weren't for Jessica's course, I would not have the courage to start practicing on other people. Like that fear that I had to be 100% correct, which by the way, is very ridiculous because you will never ever be 100% correct, no matter how great of a psychic you are. Like even Sylvia Brown, one of the world's most renowned psychic medium, says that she's only 70% accurate. And she's the one who predicted COVID. Um, Like back in 1996, she wrote it in her book, like in 2020, there was going to be a virus that attacked, you know, the lungs and stuff. Like that she got right. But 30% of the time, she knew that she didn't and maybe she couldn't. And now that I'm doing psychic readings, right? Like being a psychic is not like, opening a book and just reading everything. It's really like playing charades. Um, You're given images and symbols and you do have to work through your own frame of reference to kind of make sense of it. So that was my fear. My fear is that I had to be 100% correct or else I'm just bad and people are going to know that I'm an imposter and I shouldn't be doing this, you know? But Jessica's course really helped release all of that fear. And it really made me confident enough to read for other people, like reading their souls and past lives, mediumship, soulmate readings, chakra readings. I did all of that stuff. And although I learned that in psychic boot camp already, so I kind of had like the foundations of being a psychic like down. (laughs) But I feel like the courage to practice Jessica really helped me um, with that. And I feel like that was the reason why I was led to her community because her guys are probably like, Jessica, she is not going to come out of her box. Like you need to nudge the fuck out of her and you need to like let her know that it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to like, I mean, this is practice, right? This is why, this is what practice is for. But yeah, the girls are so amazing. They're very gentle and patient. And now I practice for everyone. And I'm even practicing for people in psychic boot camp and gifted experts now. So this is why I love investing in myself. It's really not about the money or even the course itself, but it's the connection. It's the community. It's the network that you get to be a part of. I mean, that to me is priceless. So today's episode, very special, now you know, and I guess you can say it is with my psychic teacher. Um, We talked a lot about intuition, about feminine and masculine energies, and when to access them, when to feel into them. And we also talked about the psychic senses that we all have. Yes, even you that's listening to this and you think that you're not psychic, guess what? Spoiler alert, you're psychic because we all have these senses and we can strengthen them with practice. That's what I did. Her story is also so interesting and fascinating and she's just such a treat to listen to. She's so sweet, honestly. So make sure you connect with her at jessicareadonline.com. I believe she's not doing soul readings anymore because she's called to work with people in groups and she's creating a lot of courses and holding space for people in groups. So you can check all of that out on her website. And honestly, I recommend her community and her courses very, very much. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you guys. Let me know how you like this episode and let me know if it helped you. Like, let me know if this episode really, really made you feel like tapping and activating your intuition. And I really, truly hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did creating it and discussing this topic with Jessica. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and I will see you on the other side and next time. Bye. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to have you here and to talk to you. I'm so excited. Mm, I'm excited too and I'm so happy that you have a podcast because I love like everything that you bring through and I think it's just beautiful. Hmm. 
Thank you. Okay. So icebreaker question before we really begin is, um, I love morning routines. So I'm just curious what yours look like. Mine. Well, they used to be very like structured. And then I gave myself permission to just say, um, I'm just going to do whatever I feel like in the morning and anything that my spirit guides kind of suggest. Um, so it's, something that looks different <laughs> um, each morning, but I love like dancing around with my Palo Santo, like <laughs> um, just like cleansing my energy and just feeling ready with like, yeah, clear energy for the day. Um, I love the, um, I love like meditating with my crystals and um, calling in my spirit guides, having a little bit of a team meeting with them. <laughs> um and yeah, I quite like journaling. That's my, that's the main things that I do. Um, but it just depends what I feel like each morning. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's something that I'm also learning uh, is kind of like just to be flowy and also to give myself some grace if I don't do yeah. my morning routine exactly like the day before, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. I guess like that structure and that rigidity is very mm -hmm. like masculine, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Which we're going to talk about later, like the difference between mm -hmm. <laughs> masculine and like um, feminine. Mm -hmm. But tell us about your story. What brought you to this work? Um, mm -hmm. When and where did it all begin? Yeah. So, I mean, it started when I was little, like when I was a toddler, in the sense that um, my parents have all these stories about me, like, um, having all these like intuitive experiences, whether it was um, like, I remember there was a lot of friends, <laughs> like being spirits in the house um, that I grew up in. It was like a kind of like old character home, if that makes sense. Um, so it had a lot of like history and energy and a lot of beings there. Um, so yeah, whether it was me talking about them or, um, like when, I, when my dad would take me to the cemetery to visit his, um, loved ones and I'll just like talk <laughs> to, to like, um, I'll just start having these full conversations and my dad would be like, who are you talking to? And I'd just be like, um, can't you, you know, can't you see them, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, whether it was working with spirit or whether it was just like, saying things that somehow I knew but shouldn't have known or I would always um, tell my parents like when they had to come to specific kinds of um, like school um, assemblies and I'd tell them like specific ones to come to because I'd be like I'm gonna you know win an award at this one or I'm gonna you know I would tell them when to come when it was important, um, <laughs> you know, because I knew, yeah, I was either going to win something or be awarded something. And I'd just be like, how, like, who's telling you, <laughs> like, who's, who's telling you that you're going to win? I'm like, I just, I, I just know, like, <laughs> I can't explain it to you. Like, don't you just know things? <laughs> um, so yeah, all kinds of like fun experiences like that. Although I did always have like confusion around it because I couldn't understand why like they didn't know what I was talking about or um, other kids didn't seem to be having the same experiences. And yeah, so it was still very confusing. And I found it hard to differentiate between like physical and non-physical trying to get my head around it when I was little was hard and I didn't know if I was meant to be like in a state of beauty and magic and like just you know the whole mystery of it or whether I was meant to be fearful and scared because the movies and the tv programs make it seem very scary and ghosty and <laughs> um yeah. all of that so yeah. it's super confusing um but yeah when I went to school um teenage years I just was like shutting it all out because it wasn't normal and I just wanted to be cool and <laughs> I was like oh I just I don't even know what that stuff is and 
I just want to be cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I kind of just shut it out for a while. And then when I, when I was 17, I moved from Australia, uh, from New Zealand to Australia with my partner at the time. And um, we, we didn't like set up a whole life, you know, like all of the logical stuff. And it all looked really good in the sense that it was like ticking all the boxes and it was like, oh, you've got everything set up. You know, by the time I was 19, it was like everything set up, brand new house, all that kind of stuff. But I just kept getting that like weird feeling. I was like, oh, like something is um, not quite right. And because I remember ever since I was like five years old in detail, knowing what my life was going to be like when I grew up you know I was like I knew I was going to do my own thing have my own business lead my own life um you know be very abundant be able to be generous and like um have yeah travel and yeah have a certain lifestyle live on a farm all this kind of stuff and I was just like oh this is just not it like it just wasn't matching up and it wasn't leading in that direction um, and so it just felt very like comfortably numb. Um, and I just didn't feel any, yeah, I just didn't feel any connection to it. And it was around that time that basically spirit just started coming back in without, without my, like, without my ability to close it off. <laughs> basically, it was just like, we're coming back in, we're going to work with you, it's time and like, you're not going to try to do this logical, normal stuff anymore because it's just like you've tried it, you've realized that it's not as good as it looks <laughs> um, and there's just no point wasting time on that anymore, basically. Yeah, everything started coming back in in terms of um, really strong empathy, picking up on things from everyone around me, um, just like knowing things that I wasn't supposed to know like visions, lots of clairvoyance. I was also having lots of like out-of-body experiences, astral traveling, mediumship, you know, just like all those yeah. things. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I have no idea what is actually going on, <laughs> you know, like because it had been years since I experienced it. And so I was just like, what? is happening I can't function like a normal human being anymore <laughs> like going to work at my normal job was like a nightmare because there were so many people everywhere coming in and out and I was supposed to like interact with people like all day long so um that just became <laughs> like a complete nightmare I was like I just I don't know what's happening I can't function around all these people anymore um I'm picking up on all this I couldn't even understand at the time that it was energy and information and that it was like coming from spirit like it it just seemed like complete system overload at the time um because yeah I had no understanding or I had nothing to put it to if that makes sense like I couldn't describe it to anyone um so I honestly just thought I was having a nervous mental breakdown <laughs> like just randomly and I was like very confused because I've not personally experienced like you know a huge trauma in my life or anything that could have explained why all of a sudden I was just like overwhelmed all the time and whatnot because I you know I went to like doctors and all that and they had no idea what I was on about <laughs> like I like I mean they obviously thought I had anxiety and that I needed antidepressants and they gave me like asthma inhalers and all this kind of just like stuff basically just being thrown at the problem and I was like um I'm just I'm not going to take any of this because I genuinely feel like they have no idea what I'm experiencing like it just didn't match it didn't match up kind of thing um until I went to see like clairvoyance and I went to meditation groups and healers um and that's when everything started like piecing together and I was like oh this is you know this is what empathy is this is what um intuitive intuition is and how it works and like these 
this is why I'm picking up on all these energies around people and these, you know, mediumship experiences and astral traveling and all this kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, we were just doing like group practices and people, they were asking us to practice like tuning into each other. Um, and so I'd start tuning into someone and just get all this insight and all this guidance and all these messages and I'd tell them and they'd be like oh my god like this is you know it made complete sense to them and, and that was mainly the point where I was like oh <laughs> like and I kind of remember this now like I know how to do this I was obsessed <laughs> I was like hooked and obsessed and just reading like every single book and that's when all the overwhelm was just like fading away. Everything started feeling better. I felt really clear. Um, and then I just decided like everything that I had set up in Australia with my partner at the time, I just decided like it was all, it just was all kind of just like nothing to me by that point. I was like, oh, this is just, it was just completely 3D. It was just completely like yeah I was like it's just I don't feel any connection to any of this anymore and so I just went back home and decided to start again um and I decided I'm never going to work for anyone else ever again and I'm just I'm just going to do it like I'm just going to start doing this work because it's changed my life and I want to help other people and I just I just know I'm meant to have my own business and yeah I just went home and just started again when I was I think like 21, yeah, was by the time that I actually like went and implemented it. Um, so it took it took a couple of years to like let it all become clear. But once it did, I was just like, mm, I just have to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I resonate so much with that knowing because there are some things in my yeah. life too that I just know. And, you know, if mm -hmm. you were to ask me, I don't know how to explain it to you. Like I just yeah. know. I did a reading with you last July and mm -hmm. I don't think I would have started like my psychic journey if it weren't for you because I also never knew it I think that kind of opened a lot of things for me and then that's when I started mm -hmm. thinking like oh I guess I could do it I actually started because of you like as you were telling that story I'm like I actually did start my psychic journey because I got a <laughs> reading with you uh -huh. um, yeah, so mm. I have to thank you for that. And also, obviously, being in your courses, I think I've done, like, all of it. <laughs> Both <laughs> the gifted experts, the, like, codes yeah. of intuition, your spirit guides channeling. Your spirit guides course was one of the first, like, psychic courses I've, mm. e I've ever done. That was really interesting, and I learned a lot, obviously, and I've recommended it to so many people. But do you <laughs> remember the first time you met your spirit guides? I do actually because well now I realize that they were always there and I remember like certain things as a kid um where now I'm like oh duh like <laughs> my spirit guys have always been there um but the m first like conscious experience of being like oh my god <laughs> that's my spirit guide um well there was yeah there was one time when I was 15 or 16 where my mum she um, met this clairvoyant and she had a re reading with her. And then um, my mum was like having trouble with me at the time because I was like a very fiery, rebellious <laughs> teenager. Um, and she was like, I think you should have a reading with like, this lady. I think my mum thought like, oh, maybe this clairvoyant will sort her out. <laughs> like, maybe she can have a reading and the clairvoyant can take care of her. Yeah, I remember actually like reluctantly going into the reading, like, mm, you're not going to sort me out. Like, <laughs> you're not going to figure me out. But I remember going into the reading and once she started, I was like, oh, no, this is fucking cool. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> um, I, I just, I loved it. She was doing this reading for me and then she just goes, she just really subtly went, do you know your spirit guide that is around you? And I just randomly like, and because remember at this point, like when I was 15 or 16, I'd blocked everything out for quite a long time and I wasn't engaging in that connection. But just in that moment when she asked me that question, I was like, yeah, he's standing behind me. 
he's like this big bodyguard like protecting my energy and his name's Jacob and he's 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 really really like protective of me and she was like yeah like (laughs) um and she was like okay cool and I just remember being like huh how did I know that like I just didn't it didn't take time to think I just said it and I was like oh my god I actually can notice him feel him and like I'm really aware of him now like it just kind of ran out my mouth and I was like at the same time like consciously introduced to him yeah and I feel like he was definitely there at that time in my life for like a purpose um because yeah I was like yeah just like being a little rebel and like (laughs) thinking I was like oh what's the word like thinking that you're um not like bulletproof but um uh, invincible yeah like thinking, thinking that you're just like invisible invincible and bulletproof and um yeah and so I feel like he was definitely like protect protecting my energy and like really taking care of me because now that I think about it when I think about it I was like oh my god some of the things I used to do I would never do that now like I'm too much of a nana now to like do <laughs> you know like um some of those things um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so grateful that nothing dangerous like happened to me. <laughs> and I feel like he was actually the one just like putting this big energetic force field around me, like protecting me <laughs> um, and yeah. just knowing that I needed to like go through that kind of phase. <laughs> mm. I've had those moments too, where I'm like, mm wow, that entire year, somebody definitely protected me. Cause I'm like, I've done things where I just could have been murdered or kidnapped or just like, (laughs) I would just disappear, you know? And sometimes (laughs) I'm like, somebody definitely protected me. Like I still have those thoughts. I'm like, wow, I can't believe it. Like I survived those things. Yeah. Yeah. And cause I remember knowing like nothing will happen to me. I'm fine. Like I'd get in cars with people who would drive so fast, so dangerously down like these like random roads that were dark at night. And I'll just be like sitting there like, I'm fine. Like nothing's going to happen. Like yeah. not a thought in the world. Whether it's like right now, if I got in that same car with that same person down that same road, I would literally be shitting myself up there. I'd be like, get me out of this car right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, this is just not even worth the risk. Like, this is just stupid. But at the time, I was like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. Um, Let's talk about uh, intuition because, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, they – I think more than ever now they are seeking to be more intuitive and they, mm-hmm. they are kind of like coming back to themselves and they want to mm-hmm. learn how to, I guess, discern also between intuition and fear. Right. Um, mm-hmm. For, for those that are kind of new to this, what kind of advice can you give them and mm-hmm. where can they begin to develop their intuition, especially for, you know, people that are very logical. And I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was very, very, yeah, it might be because, um like more people are are, are feeling more drawn to their intuition and that part of themselves because I think it's because as a collective like everyone's being so pushed and like conditioned to be masculine to be logical to do everything like the way everyone else does things and to meet everyone else's expectations and to work so hard and to like push and hustle and just do things yeah just like do and do and do and do and do things and like everyone's just exhausted and I feel like um it's so it's gotten so like out of balance that people are just reaching that tipping point where they're like I can't (laughs) I can't function this way anymore it's so exhausting I just don't feel connected to my soul I don't feel connected to you know, who I truly came here to be, my purpose, um, my own inner guidance, like I'm looking for everyone else's approval. I'm, you know, overthinking everything. I'm trying to micromanage everything. Every, I just feel like I'm trying to control everything. Like, I feel like people just feel like all this tension in their bodies and they're like, I just don't (laughs) want to do this anymore. Like, surely there's more balance available. 
And so I feel like that's why so many people are exploring more of their feminine, their soul, their intuition, learning to trust themselves and finding a way to guide themselves so that they can create their life the way that they truly desire it to be. And I feel like the best way to start with that is I think the first thing would be to set like a really clear intention that this is your priority now, like to really um, decide that you no longer want to control everything with your masculine logical mind and that you're willing to open up and surrender to the feminine, to your intuition, to your guidance you know, it's kind of like setting the intention of putting your hands up in the air and just being like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to try this differently. I'm going to open up um, to more of my feminine intuitive inner knowing um, because that's really, really important first and foremost. Like people try to force their way into using their intuition sometimes. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to force my way into <laughs> accessing my intuition and I'm going to micromanage it and control it and use it and you know it's like um, done from a very rigid perception but if you can first and foremost surrender and really set the intention to let your feminine intuition come through that's a really powerful shift in itself but the main thing is really getting to learn about the different clears um, because that seems to be a real eye-opener for most people. Do you remember when you first found out about the clears? Yes. Clears? I think when you, when I had um, a session with you last year and you told me to try automatic writing, I think that really helped with my clear audience. And I mean, now I would say I'm very clear audience. I feel like mm -hmm. sometimes also the clears can kind of merge into one if that makes sense so like mm -hmm. for me clear audience and clear cognizance it's like you know clear hearing and clear knowing it's like I just know that I have to write this last year when I was starting out automatic writing definitely helped me and it was the first time where mm -hmm. I was like okay I get it like this is how clear audience uh feels and this is how like mm -hmm. like a deep inner knowing feels in general most people think of intuition as like this really broad kind of yeah. big subject and they're like but what is it actually like what what is intuition so when you break it down into understanding the clears it becomes very obvious like would you like me to share the yes the please yes yeah I feel like we can't mention it but not explain it <laughs> um so with the clears I focus on the main four clears because these are the most recognizable ones you know there's there's more but these are the most recognizable ones that everyone will associate with so there's clairvoyance which is clear vision clear audience which is clear um audible like clear hearing um which relates to receiving messages and communication there's clairsentience which is clear feeling both in your physical body and, and emotional body, you know, like feeling things energetically. And then there's clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. So clairvoyance is when you see something through your third eye, when you get a vision of something, when you um, have like a really lucid dream that brings you a lot of like clarity or guidance or you might dream about something that comes true <clears throat> it's also really relative to like when you look at your options if you visualize your options there will be like one one particular option for example that you'll be able to see like you can see it very clearly because you intuitively see it like you intuitively know that that's the best decision for you right like say for instance you might be deciding where to live and you might be deciding okay I could live in Australia I could live in America or I could live in um, London right and if you were to take time to um, tune in and use your clairvoyance and use your third eye to like visualize 
each of those options, you would notice that you know, one in particular that's most aligned for you would just come through a lot clearer. There'd be a lot more, be a lot more detail, a lot more liveliness to to that visualization. Whereas the other one might seem really dull or like you're forcing yourself to see it, but you're just not seeing it. And a lot of people who are more naturally clairvoyant are usually people who learn through visual. Um, so like through school, I always found that I needed my teacher <clears throat> to show me something like draw it on the blackboard, <laughs> you know, or play me a video or give me a picture. Like I need to see it if you want me to understand it and fully take it in. Right. So, yeah, they also they also um, relate to how you learn, how you absorb and process information. So if you find that you're a bit more of a visual person, you like to visualize things and you tend to like see yourself taking certain paths or just making certain decisions or doing certain things, that's all relating to your clairvoyance. Clear audience is more so about the, the messages, the communication, the details. Say, for instance, like when we did your reading and Spirit was saying, like, you should focus on your clear audience. Um, it was because you um, are also someone who learns or processes information quite easily when you can either like read it or write it or hear about it you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So it, it really aligned with like how you usually function, <laughs> but more intuitively um, it was about, yeah, tuning into your clear audience to hear the messages within to, to write them in the automatic handwriting process, uh, practice and to notice the thoughts that the thoughts that you're not personally creating, but the thoughts that actually come in to you so say for instance you might be thinking about a decision or needing a solution to something um, and you can actively think of the decision or actively think of solutions and you can feel yourself projecting those thoughts but there's other times when you might just be meditating or going for a walk and the thought comes to you it's like a it just pops in or you might get this great idea or download of inspiration that you didn't create from your human, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it came to you from your soul, from spirit, from source. It's, it's something that came through that intuitive channel of your clear audience. Right. And then with clear sentience, most people will relate to that as empathy, being able to feel energy, feel other people's emotions, getting like chills and sensations in your body when you hear about something or when you when you make a decision um like you know sometimes when you make a decision and because it's the aligned decision you make that decision with the sense of your whole body like tingling and like feeling all warm and fuzzy and then when you make a decision that deep down you know is the wrong decision it's like you make the decision but you kind of sink like your heart sinks or your, your tummy sinks or your something in your body is just like, mm. <laughs> like, no, I didn't really want to make that decision. Yeah. Like I've even heard of people who have said that they've been like proposed to, and then they say yes, but at the same time they feel like, no, like this is not the person. This is not my soulmate. This is not right. But, but they said yes, because it made sense, <laughs> you know? So that's where a lot of people feel their clear sentience and and they need time to really feel into what their intuition is telling them you know they need time to process and to really feel at peace with a decision before they make it or really feel aligned with a path before walking it like it's it's all about really feeling the intuition and then the clear cognizance is more of the knowing without being able to explain it. So you ask something from someone and you immediately just think, yes, or, <laughs> you know, like you might even feel like you want to say it out loud, like you can't help yourself. Like you don't even 
you haven't even thought about it and you're just like, yes. <laughs> um, and they're like, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> or it could be the opposite. Someone could ask you something and you might be very bluntly like, no. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, all right. <laughs> Sorry for asking. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's just that very quick, like straight away knowing of whether something's a yes or a no or whether something is aligned or not or just knowing something like um you might meet your friend and just be like oh my god you're pregnant <laughs> you know and your friend's like what <laughs> how how did you know that and you're like I just I just knew like <laughs> like it's not a, it might not even be anything to do with a question you're responding to it's just it's just you just run into someone and you just know something about them or you just randomly it could even be someone that you haven't spoken to for a while and then you just randomly get this download of just knowing that they need you to call them or just things that just it just seems to come to you without any explanation and you'll find that it's best to follow that because if you question it if you think about it if you try to fit it into logic or justify it or explain it you'll just get confused and feel all frazzled and like what's going on <laughs> um and you'll it'll be a lot harder to actually make a decision from that space because you've messed with the clarity that was already there <laughs> yeah yeah those are the four main ones most people recognize. Yeah. And I think sometimes why it's hard for people to trust their intuition, because truly, and I've experienced this, like mm -hmm. sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense for the thing that you're going through. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, well, logically I have to do this, but intuitively mm -hmm. I'm not told yeah. to doing that. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that there is anybody that's always tapped in and not have their ego kind of mm. overpower them no I think it's just more a factor of like the more that you practice listening to your intuition and trusting it the less and less and less your mind and your logic yeah. gets in the way it's like you're after a while your mind realizes like oh yeah no actually the intuition does know better <laughs> yeah um, totally. I think of it do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, you know, when you're you're texting someone and you know what you're writing, like you know what you want to say. And then the autocorrect comes in and changes your word for you. And it's like, um, excuse me, I didn't mean that. Like that's not that like that's not what I'm saying. Um totally. but the autocorrect's like, no, I know better. <laughs> like it's kind of like intuition. The intuition's like, no, I know, like I know what is best for my soul I know what the answer is and then the mind and the logic is like oh I'll just autocorrect that for you to make logical sense <laughs> but at the end of the day you're probably going to end up with a really weird text <laughs> because because the autocorrect came in and fucked it up <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean like you yeah. know when you receive a message from someone and you're like what are they on about like this makes no like, this is really weird. And, and then they send you another text and they're like, mm, sorry, autocorrect. Like, <laughs> um, it's kind of like that. It's like this little battle going on, but, but you know deep down what, like, your soul really wants and what, what your yeah. intuition is telling that yeah. actually just happened to me yesterday. I was trying to recommend someone the Insight Timer app and my autocorrect was like Insight Tinder. I'm like, no, I mean timer. <laughs> like what? And it kept on autocorrecting me. I'm like, timer, that's a word. Why do you keep changing it to Tinder? Like, I mean timer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's like the autocorrect or the logical mind thinks it knows better, but it's like, actually, no, you're just like, you're not getting it at all. Like sometimes there are just things that the intuition knows that even if it doesn't make logical sense, it's not looking to make logical sense because it's looking at a much bigger picture than just what's in front of you. And I guess like deep down, 
generally, we we mm-hmm. do need both of them to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. So can you just tell us like the difference between that masculine energy and the feminine energy? And when yeah. is best for us to use like both of them, like in which yeah. situations? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my favorite um, like analogies or quotes that um, Spirit gave was um, they said, don't use your logic to navigate your soul path and don't use your intuition to cross the road safely. So <laughs> it's like, don't get them messed up. They have their roles and they're both important. It's just the intuition serves the soul and the logic serves the human physical survival. You know, so the intuition is looking at the soul level bigger picture and understands a much larger perspective. And the logic is just purely looking at um, the human 3D survival level of what's in front with like the next step. You know, like the logic is not looking at, it's not even able to see the bigger picture of what your soul truly came here to experience. So if you were kind of to think of it like that, then you can start to um, decide upon different situations, different circumstances. Okay, is this something that relates to my soul? Is this something that relates to the bigger picture? Is this something that, yeah, is to do with my my path? Or is this purely just something that exists purely of my human 3D physical survival, you know, like level? (laughs) Um, And should I just use my logic for this? You know, but don't, mess it up don't think that the logic can can work out the soul level stuff <laughs> and and don't use your intuition when there's something that really requires your your full attention and <laughs> you know your logical mind to to navigate something like like I said like if you're going to be navigating your soul path your logic is not going to possibly work that out and if you're going to be crossing the road and there's cars coming and you need to look left and look right you need to time it and you need to make sure you're walking you know, safely across the road without getting hit. <laughs> you not, you don't want to stand there with your eyes closed, meditating, <laughs> trying to ask your intuition when to cross. Like, please don't do that. You know, like, it's just, yeah, they both are important because we are in a soul experience and a human experience and we have navig- navigation systems for each, you know, and they each have their role. We just need to not get them mixed up. You know, like lots of people think that logic can do it all, but it can't. Like it fails miserably. We just end up with so many like regrets in hindsight when we when we choose our logic for something that's like a soul level thing. And so, yeah, I just see it as like this nice balance where you can lead with your soul, lead with your intuition, make your decisions and, you know, like big life choices from your soul from your feminine from your intuition and then your human logical mind can be the one that figures out the details as to how to implement it you know like I think I gave the example of how if you were living in Australia and your soul your feminine your intuition was like move to America move to America move to America and you kept getting all these signs and signals and synchronicities of of you know all these messages to move to America then whether it makes logic logical sense or not it's it's not about trying to fit the guidance into the logic it's about taking the guidance and then using your logic to implement it and make it happen you know like you're not trying to fit the guidance into logic but you can let the logic um yeah implement the guidance and make it happen here in the physical world you know so for that example you would decide from your soul your feminine your intuition for some reason I don't know why (laughs) um, exactly but my soul that sees the bigger picture is telling me through my intuition to go to America and so I'm not looking for logical sense I'm just looking to use my logic to figure it out so my logic is going to book 
the plane ticket. My logic is going to find a place for me to stay when I get there. My logic is going to, you know, apply for the visa. Um, like they obviously both have their roles, but yeah, I just feel like if we really want to be who we really came here to be, we need to lead with our soul, our feminine, our intuition, and the part of us that knows the bigger picture beyond just right now what the logic can understand. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of times where or when I had to like make decisions logically and then it just fell apart. And then like, like I would always tell myself I knew it. Like I knew it. (laughs) Why did I just do that when I totally knew it was just not going to work out? Um, A lot of people when they are making like big life decisions, they're always telling me like, oh, um, I have to think about it. And I'm like, well, when I asked you the question, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Like, if you say that you have to sit with it and think about it, you're going to like get your logical mind way into it, you know? So I guess it's like a process, but yeah, I totally Mm. love your um, answer because I think it'll be so helpful for so many people. Like it's not about, you know, just being over here, like very feminine or being over there, like um, very masculine. It's really Mm -hmm. just about like a perfect balance and knowing where to go, I guess, like your head or your heart and then getting them to be on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your feminine gets to be the one who um, accesses the, um, yeah, like the soul level intuitive bigger picture and gets to connect with the desire and the vision and, you know, like gets to feel it all and know like this is it. And then the masculine gets to serve and be like, okay, let me figure it out. Let me put it into the human 3D earthly experience. Let me make it happen, you know, Um, because that's truly what the masculine wants to do. The masculine wants to make it happen, you know. Um, The masculine like as much as we've been conditioned to think this way, I don't think the masculine really wants to like be the one making the decisions and leading. I feel like the masculine wants to serve and support and make it happen. Do you know what I mean? But like we've just been conditioned that the masculine somehow knows better when at the end of the day it doesn't. <laughs> you know, it, it can definitely make it happen, but it doesn't know from the beginning, what's most in alignment. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and also I feel like when you're trying to be logical, like automatically there's a little bit of fear injected because it's like, okay, I have to be logical because if not this, 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 this would happen to me and I don't want this to happen to me. So it's kind of like, I like how you mentioned in your course, I'm not sure which one, but you were saying how like, um the masculine can only see like the lane but the Mm -hmm. um feminine can see like from the top so it's kind of like having a gps Mm -hmm. like she knows the bigger picture but the masculine is just kind of like tunnel vision type of thing you know yeah and I was like that makes Mm -hmm. so much sense because you're only seeing and believing what you're just like seeing you know like right in front of you and it's not really like the whole thing yeah yeah and like with that analogy it was like it's like if you think you're gonna live your soul path and your highest life by leading with your masculine it's literally like getting in a car wanting to go somewhere in particular but throwing out the gps system and just looking at the road in front of you and going i'll figure it out (laughs) you know whether it's it's like you have a GPS system that sees from above that can get you there, guide you there much more efficiently without all the roadblocks or, you know, detours. And, and it'll get you there. Like you don't have to work that hard. (laughs) You don't have, you don't have to go through all the roadblocks and detours trying to figure it out when you have the GPS system available. (laughs) Um, And you don't have to think that you know better when in reality you only see what's in front of you when the gps is coming from above (laughs) yeah and that's also a 
um, another thing, right, is that you have to be willing to be wrong in some cases, Mm -hmm. like when it comes to like trusting your intuition, because Mm -hmm. I feel like your mind loves to be right, at least from my experience. It's like, no, I know this to be true. And this is what I'm going to do. And then it doesn't happen. It's like, oh, fuck, I was wrong. (laughs) But I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think with intuition, like, and trusting it, you, you have to just allow yourself to be in like a neutral space rather than like a, I have to be right or I'm scared it's going to be wrong. Like you have to just allow like this neutral accepting space of like, I'm just going to follow what deep down intuitively I know. And regardless of what happens, I'll always be okay. I'll always be safe. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, it's just realizing that the logic is wrong all the time anyway. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. you know, it's not going to guarantee, using your logic doesn't guarantee you anything. To to close this off, what is the best advice you've ever received, either from spirit or humans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, you know, I can't actually remember where this came from, but it just came to mind. It was like, I think it was someone, yeah, like in the physical world, <laughs> Um, it was just someone saying like no one else thinks of you as much as you think of yourself Um, and that really helped me because I was I think at the time I was just going through this like phase of being like oh my god like I'm nervous to like put myself out there as a clairvoyant and like to be who I really am and to share my gifts and to vulnerably like you know really put my beliefs out there and and really share my heart and whatnot and yeah, they were like, they were just like, no one ever thinks of you as much as you think of yourself. Like, (laughs) and it was just a relief off my shoulders. I was like, oh yeah, like no one is ever going to be like, yeah, thinking of me and yeah, ever as much as as I am. (laughs) So it's like, if I'm okay with it and and, and it it feels good to me and I'm happy with who I am and I'm doing what I'm here to do, like it really doesn't matter what, anyone else thinks because it's never going to be as much as what I think <laughs> um and it was also just this message of like the like the magic and potency of just doing things according to like your intuition your feminine your blueprint and that it can be it can be anything it can be like so unique that you don't have to do anything to fit in with anything anywhere anyone um and yeah, that just really resonated with me because my core desire is freedom. Like just like true freedom is what I really, really desire. Um, so those messages really helped me to just realize like, just let it go. <laughs> Stop worrying what anyone else thinks. Don't try to fit in or do anything the way that anyone else has ever done it. Just do you. Like just, just free yourself kind of thing. So yeah, that one really um, helped me. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. It, it. I mean, I feel like I needed to hear that and I think it's going to help mm. a lot of people because yeah, I mean, mm. nobody's really dissecting your life <laughs> as much as you are, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like even if you even put it down to like online trolls, like they're not even really even thinking about you they're just taking something off the internet and being angry. They're not actually thinking of you and actually dissecting your personal, like actual life. They're just taking something and projecting their pain. Like, and I know that they can feel like someone's like thinking about you and dissecting your life, but it really isn't like, if I was doing that to someone, it would only be because of something that I would be personally triggered by or insecure about or struggling with in my life you know so it's like they're actually circulating in their own thoughts of themselves so it's like there's literally no one actually thinking of you and your life as much as you are so yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, I guess Mm. the moral is you're really not that special not even to trolls (laughs) no (laughs) yeah it's like okay just do you yeah (laughs) exactly you're special like just the way you are like you know don't don't even think about it 
Okay. So yeah. where, where can people find you? What do you have coming up? Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, they can hang out with me on Instagram. Um, it's Jessica Reed Clairvoyant. Or they can come join me in the um, Spirit Girls group on Facebook um, with all the other soul sisters. All my like services and um, offerings are at jessicareedonline.com. Um, we just completed Gifted Experts. Well, we're just about to complete Gifted Experts and um, the Light Codes of Intuition. The Light Codes of Intuition is available to um, purchase as a self-study or there's going to be another round of Gifted Experts in May. There's going to be the Spirit Experience. There's going to be um, Oracle Advancement. There's there's lots of fun things coming up. So yeah, it'll all be at my website. Thank you so much for being here. And everyone follow Jessica and book a reading because it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would love to hear from you and connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at soulsends.withsilkina. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with whoever might benefit from what you just experienced. And if you really enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you could give this podcast a five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Let's spread the joy and good vibes. I'll see you next time.